welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. We are back in Pleasant Pictures Studio, and I am here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, wearing some super cute new shoes, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hi, thank you. Your shoes look so good, babe. I know, they're really nice. You'll have to post a picture of them. They're like, uh, what is it, Red Wing Red boots? Wing. Red Wing boots. I mean, you, we only wish that they were sponsoring this podcast because you look so cute in your I know, boots. I know, I know. Watch out. Hey, look, we're just manifesting it. We're just putting it out there. And another thing that we put out there was a podcast. And you know what freaking happened? People started listening and you are on episode 107. I am actually going to take you to heaven because I am going to be talking about books that have changed my life. I don't know if you can tell. I'm pretty excited about this episode. I can barely notice. Um, I have been wanting to do this episode for a year, a year and a half, two years. And I've just been putting you down saying, no, <laughs> now is not the time. No. I don't want to give you what you want. That's absolutely not true. It just felt so daunting. It felt so hard to sit down and make a list of the books that have changed my life, even though so often on the podcast, we share books that have changed our life. But like everything else on the earth, it feels really hard. It feels overwhelming. I thought about it for a really long time. And then when I actually sat down to do it, guess how long it took me? Probably like 15 minutes. Yeah, about 20 minutes. It, it took me about 20 See, I'm just... I'm just thinking that you're faster than you are. I mean, maybe it did take 15 minutes. I actually should have timed myself. That's actually one of my favorite tips is if you have something that you really don't want to do, do it and time yourself and realize how much time it actually takes you because so often it takes like a tenth of the time than you think it does. I agree. So... This list, I'm going to tell you how I'm going to break it down, and I can't tell you the exact number of books that I'm recommending. I'm going to keep it, let's say it's roughly 10. The reason is, is like each book has like a bonus book, but I was trying not to overwhelm you. I was trying not to do the fire hose effect. I'm going to tell you the book, the author, just a titch about it, the part in it that really truly changed my life, a thought that has changed my life for the better, that these books are all changing my life for better, for good. And then I'm going to tell you, you should read this book if, because I really believe that books are one of the best forms of medicine. And I think of books like medicine. So when I'm talking to people and they are sharing their pain points and their frustrations, I love to say, okay, wait, do you, do you have questions about this? Do you want to know more about this? And like really get down, like get the symptoms, get the root causes, and then say, I've got the perfect book for you. And so that's how I want this episode to work for you is I want you to think about something in your life that you would like some inspiration, some guidance, some passion, some excitement, something that you're feeling stuck on. And then I want you to listen and I want you to see which of these books feels like it could be the right pill for you to swallow right now. Don't get overwhelmed and think you need to read all of these books right this minute. And also, I read all books as an audiobook, so I'm not reading them. I'm listening to them. I like reading them. I like both, but reading them is such a 
I like because all all your attention is on the page. You have to like be there for it. That's why I like reading them. And I love that. I buy every single one of these books and I keep it by my bed and I have books with me all the time. I like marking them up and writing in them when I have a book I really love. But when it comes to reading, my tips are just do what works for you. And if right now sitting down and reading a book is not working for you, you should absolutely try listening to books. We actually have a link for you that can get you a free audiobook with Audible, which is what I use. And it's audibletrial.com forward slash awesome with Allison. If you've never used Audible before, it's going to give you a 30-day free trial and you're going to get a free download with that. And so you've got to do something that works for you. In order to start a new habit, The one of the most effective ways to do it is to attach it to a habit you already have. So rather than thinking you need to rearrange your schedule and rearrange your life so that you can read more and bring books into your life more, think of a habit you already have and how you can attach reading to it. So for me, that includes driving, going on walks, doing chores around the house. I don't do that many, let's be really honest. But (laughs) I'm gonna be super honest with you. But when I do those, I turn on a book. What about you, Eric? Like I like what you said. When you're driving, a lot of people listen to music or something. It's an easy habit to just pop in something else. I was thinking when you sit down to watch TV, you probably have a little stand there. Yeah. You're going to sit anyway. That's your habit, to sit and consume something. So you could prepare yourself by putting a book right there. That's what I do. I have books like on that little orange table or by my chair upstairs by the record player. I love that because think of habits, all the habits in your life. Going to bed is a habit. Playing on your phone in bed is a habit. Maybe having an e-reader or reading books on your phone. Having them just on your phone is the way you're going to read books. But that's such a helpful tip for me when I'm thinking of a new habit it's so easy to go to that place of, well, I got to go buy the new outfit and I have to wait till the first of the month. And we start building all those parameters that make it difficult to do the new habit when the best thing to do is think of something you're already doing and ask yourself, how can I work reading into it more? I started reading, I've always loved reading and I've always loved books, but I, I, I started reading a ton more probably three or four years ago where I started really prioritizing it and I made audiobooks a huge part of my daily habit and my life is completely different. That's true. I remember when you got on that kick and I was so happy about it. I'd say it's the number one thing that I've done to improve my life. Yeah. And I know everyone's talking about how the decade is ending and make the next decade better than the last and here's how to review your decade. I think just you're doing a really great job. If my only suggestion, I have one suggestion, if you can bring more goodness and more positive, encouraging, uplifting anything in your life, everything else follows suit. Mm-hmm. Everything else follows suit. So you're going to see with my books, a lot of them are philosophy. A lot of them are in the self, self-help category. I tried to work in a few fiction. I challenged myself to read some more fiction this year. I really, really love nonfiction. But this brings me to the next point I wanted to talk about really quick before I share the books is don't get so caught up thinking I should, I should, I should read this, I should read that, that you don't read. My other thing is I used to get so caught up thinking that I had to finish a book before I started another book that it would keep me from reading because I wasn't really enjoying a book or I wasn't excited about it. And then I would get out of the habit of reading. I am a finisher. I do not 
stop. I finish what I start. And so that was very hard for me to be like, I don't have to finish this book. I like to keep a list in my phone of all the books I've read this year because I completely forget. And so when I finish a book, I go and I I write it down in this just little notes tab I have in my phone. And I was looking through that list when I went to make this episode. I, I went back in my Audible account and I was like, wow, I started a lot of books that I didn't finish this year. And I thought that's that's great. That's okay. I gave myself permission to try some things out and I might go and listen to them later. I really, like I said, I really believe that books are healing. Books are medicine. Books change life. Books are some of the most powerful tools on this planet. Is she getting emotional about books? Possibly. Just like everything else in life, sometimes it's not the right time with you. I'm going to share one author on here where I've started her books multiple times at that I don't think it was the right time for me. And then I came back to them a year later and it was the perfect thing in my life. So let's just get into it. I'm so excited. I hope you guys are excited. Episode 107, Books That Have Changed My Life. And the first book that came to mind that I had to throw on there was from the sexy. I just I just imagine he's very sexy. I'm very attracted to him. Don Miguel Ruiz. <laughs> <laughs> The Four Agreements. You will notice that this book pops up in pop culture a lot. Have you noticed that? Is it the? Wasn't it in Barry? It was in Barry. Yeah, that TV show Barry. Uh, I saw. I honestly, I think sometimes I spiral down a rabbit hole of Britney Spears. I get so fascinated by her online presence and it just literally boggles the mind. And she, I think, was holding up the book with the four agreements recently. And I was like, yeah, Brittany, do it. Read Don Miguel Ruiz. Just like the title says, there's four agreements in the book. There are four um, things you decide that if you do, that your life will be significantly better. All four agreements are absolutely amazing. All four have changed my life. But the one that has changed my life the most is the agreement to take nothing personally. Wow. As a human (laughs) who takes everything personally (laughs) and is absolutely programmed, I'm talking about me, to make everything about myself awesome with Allison, The Allison Show, Allison's Brand School. Party with Allison. Party with Allison. (laughs) This agreement to take nothing personally has changed my life. And when I remember to do it on a daily and weekly, monthly and yearly basis, I am so much happier. This manifests itself in our confidence checklist episode. The way that I put it into language, everyone is entitled and allowed to have their own experience of you. And when we allow other people to have uh, their own experience of us, we are not taking things personally. Because we are framing it in, this is their experience of me. So that confidence checklist episode, if you've missed that episode, it's a really good one that I see people sharing a ton online. And people have found a lot of relief and comfort with that one thought of other people are allowed to have their experience of me. And really, I believe that stems from me learning to take nothing personally. You love that book too, right, Eric? I love it so much. Yeah, it's. I would have mentioned it later on if you hadn't already. Okay, I love that for us. Okay, so when to read this book. So here, I'm going to prescribe this book. If you are feeling uninspired, if you are feeling uh, overwhelmed, this is a very short book. It's a very easy listen or a very easy read. I think it will be under four hours. It's just a couple hours or it's like a hundred and something pages. And if you just need some quick 
immediate tools that are very simple and very straightforward that you can apply to help you write this minute, you absolutely cannot wait. I envision this book as if you're you're a messy house and you have a cleaner come in and organize everything, make it feel better. Stop it. That's exactly what it does to me. You're a genius. That was so good. I'm so impressed by you right now. That was so hot. Okay, give us a minute. No, the next book I want to recommend... I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. It's from Gabrielle Bernstein, and I am obsessed with Gabrielle Bernstein. I am, we're trying to get her on the podcast. We're talking to her people, and she has her big, big book is The Universe Has Your Back, but her new book, Super Attractor, ah, it's just as good. So I say go with whatever title speaks to you. I share this book often, but I'd say the number one message that I took from The Universe Has Your Back is, your fearless freedom will light up the world. That's a quote that I share of Gabrielle Bernstein's all the time. I listen to her meditations. I just love her. I follow her online. She speaks to me on so many levels. She's such a beautiful spiritual leader. And if you want more spirituality in your life and by what I define spirituality is connection to a higher power, connection to a greater source. If you want more of that in your life, Gabrielle Bernstein is a fantastic person to read. So the universe has your back. She wrote that a few years ago, that your fearless freedom will light up the world. That's from that book. And also something else I learned from that book that has changed my life is in the moment when you do or say something that is upsetting you or you are regretting, she taught me to say, because she teaches me personally, I forgive myself. I choose again. I choose love. That's why I love Gabrielle Bernstein so much is she gives so many sentences and prayers and meditations, so many tactics. I feel like Gabrielle Bernstein and I, as I now say how much I love her, I say this, are similar in that we like to teach in a similar way where I want to give you a sentence or a thought or like something you can really hold on to because that's what I need. And Gabrielle Bernstein does that. She just uses different language than me and I love it. Yeah. I haven't dived in too far with her, but I'm sure that I would love it. Her new book, Super Attractor, really helped me a few months ago get out of a funk and just raise my energy. And so if you're feeling, um, if you're at a point where you're like, I don't feel very aligned, I feel um, out of whack, I feel kind of you believe in a higher power, but you want to plug back into it, Super Attractor is an amazing book for that. And so I would say, read this book. If you're going through something really, really hard and you need step-by-step guidance and you need those tactical tools. So I read The Universe Has Your Back. I was reading that when we found out about my dad's uh, terminal cancer diagnosis. And I remember just sitting in my car and just like drinking that book in and drinking her words in. And they were just like a soothing bomb to my soul. And so I gift that book to people if they've lost a loved one or if they're just going through a really hard time. And recently I gifted the book Super Attractor to my sister-in-law. It was the anniversary of losing her son. And she texted me a few weeks later and was like, this this is the best gift you've ever given me. So 
I love you, Gabrielle Bernstein. One day we'll be together and it's going to be so magical. Okay, the next book I want to recommend to you is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. This book I read, I just remember reading it, physically reading it, and it was probably, I want to say like five or six years ago. Actually, this is the book. It's got to be five years ago. They got you started. This is the book that got me reading again. It really, like, really, this Jensen Chiro, thank you, woman. This is a perfect primer into mindfulness and basically self-help. Basically, all the principles that come with self-coaching, looking at your thoughts, um, not being just completely ruled by your circumstances. Jensen Chiro, honestly, I feel like the new version of this is Rachel Hollis's Girl, Wash Your Face, in that they both introduce these topics in such an approachable, um, digestible way that even if you've never, you know, had this thought of like, oh, I shouldn't take everything personally. Oh, I don't, I'm not responsible for other people's feelings. If these are new, like new thoughts to you, this is an amazing book. Even if you feel like you're pretty deep in this world, you listen to our podcast, you listen to a lot of other kind of coaching things. Jen Sinchiro is just so funny. And her other book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, that changed our lives too. Yeah, that's a powerful one. Oh man, she's so great. Look at these powerful women. I did not know I was going to be so emotional about the books. This is hysterical. But when I told you that these books have changed my life, I really mean it. And as I struggle to finish my own book, it's so good for me to remember the power books have to change lives because that's going to motivate me to finish. So I'm just, I'm fueling myself over here. Read Jensen Chiro's books if you want to feel good and you want it to be fun and you want it to be just digestible, but you also need a laugh out loud because Jen Sincero is super funny. She is very, very funny. I love her tone. I love her style. She's sassy. She's so sassy. She's sassy. Man, she's fantastic. I, I really, really respect her. Yeah, she's her. awesome. Okay, the next book I want to share with you, oh, now we go into like a different place, is A Return to Love from Marion Williamson. This is an OG self-reflection book. This is like the mother of all books. And I'm going to share a quote with you from it that you, I'm going to say the majority of you do not realize that this is her quote, but you know the quote. Are you ready? Yeah. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking, so other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates us. So who did you think said that quote? I think it's been attributed, attributed to Nelson Mandela. Uh, Nelson Mandela and I think another president because they used it in speeches. Yeah, yeah. And they used it in speech to speeches, but it is Marianne Williamson's quote. So Marion Williamson, who, funny enough, was running for president. 
Is she not anymore? Did she not make it to the next round? I don't know. I haven't seen her in the news lately. I donated I, to her campaign. She is running for president. She wrote a new book called A Politics of Love, which is awesome. It's a great way, like a great way to look at politics. And the other thing that's interesting is both Marianne Williamson and Gabrielle Bernstein heavily reference this ancient text known as A Course in Miracles. And I know that's why I love both of them, is I love that scriptural text, A Course in Miracles, but they make it very digestible and they bring their own experience and their own insight to it. Um, But it has a lot of the same feeling. And so... I think Marianne Williamson and A Return to Love is a really, really fantastic book to read if you are going through any sort of faith transition or faith crisis. Here is why. Because when I read this book, deep, deep within my heart and in my body, weird noises and emotions came out. And at one point, the way she was describing love and God, it shook me so hard, I dramatically dropped to my knees. I get that this sounds very intense over here, but I don't think anybody is surprised that this is how I roll. The way that she opens up and describes God and love and higher energy source, it just speaks to me in a way that I had never heard. And, you know, I was born a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and, you know, still have that faith, but I have a lot of other faith. I don't know if you've noticed. Language is so powerful. Being able to have all the different languages to talk about love and God has really changed my life. Having just the narrow language of one religion did not work for me. It does not work for me. Having the narrow parameters of just one religion and thinking that I only can view God and I can only view the world in this one set of language, it just, it didn't speak to my soul. It didn't resonate with me in different parts of my life caused me to abandon a relationship with God or with a higher power. Because honestly, what it was is I couldn't, I couldn't jive with the language. And so if you're going through a faith transition, a faith crisis, or you're interested in having faith or spirituality of any kind, Marianne Williamson is a great person. We have an entire podcast episode about this next book, so I won't go on and on, but it is The Alchemist by Puelo Cuelo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally making up how to say these names, and I feel absolutely fantastic about it. Read this book if you are trying to find your purpose. If you're, when, when you hear me say, if you feel called to do it, freaking do it, listen to our podcast episode about The Alchemist. We'll link to it in the show notes. But also, this is a fantastic book. This is a book that I am making it a goal to read every year. Oh, I love that it's such a parable. It's so different from any other self-help book that I've ever read, where other self-help books are well like, it's it's you're, non you're, it's it's a fiction book it's a fiction book it's with true principles yeah but it's 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 such a fun different type of read it's very engaging i think that's why i like it because it's fiction but it is a parable so you're still being taught the whole time it's amazing i'm going to blow your minds cuz i have another fiction book and it is the color purple by alice walker if you haven't read the color purple you just have a treat in front of you. It is, it is a, it's a tough book. It's a hard book. Hard things happen in this book. It's, um, in the early 1900s, 
in Georgia. And it's just such an amazing book, especially for someone like me who truly has a really privileged life and um, nice parents and I'm white. I, you know, all, all of the privileges that come with that. It's such a good book. If you are in my boat, it's such an important book to read other than it's like a masterful work of art. And there's so many lessons to be learned from it. My absolute favorite quote is eight words. The more I wonder, the more I love. Read this book if you want to have a deeper perspective, a broader perspective. And again, there's a theme emerging for me, but it shows another way to have a relationship with God. Throughout the book, Celie writes letters to God, and then she writes them to her sister. It's just such a beautiful book. And a bonus book I wanted to throw into there, something I've been really trying to work on this year, is broadening my perspective and just understanding the world around me more. And a book that has really helped me do that is from, um, this is a, a book in the last five years that was written. It's called I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness by Austin Channing Brown. I had the privilege to hear Austin Channing Brown speak live, and it was one of the most moving experiences of my life. She's one of the best speakers I've ever seen. I was super excited that she had a book. It's a fabulous book. I just really highly recommend it, especially because I know the demographic. I know the audience of this podcast. I think it's an important book for a lot of us to read. So again, we're going to be linking to all of these books and her audiobook is great. She reads it. She's got a super fun tone. You're going to love it. Now, Eric, you're going to really like this next book. Lay, I almost lay it let, on me. I almost should just let you talk about it. I have it. no idea which one you're going to do. The Power of Now. Oh, yeah. By Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. What do you love about this book? What would you say have been your takeaways from it? I mean, it's kind of, to me, the very beginning of everything. It's, In what sense? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the essential truth of living a happy real life. Because, and we've talked about being present, but... When you aren't present, you aren't truly living. And so him and his soothing German voice. He's got the craziest Muppet accent. Yeah, it's amazing. I it love it so much. Like I'm not kidding. If You, you have to Your look ego, him up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and there's all these bells through the little dings through the um, audiobook. Anyway, it just spoke to my soul so much because it helps you realize that there is only one moment and it is right now. And that's where love is. That's where light is. That's where growth is. It's not. And and, and once you just know that your mind is, your ego is putting you in the past or putting you in the future. And that's where all these like bad emotions come from, anxiety or depression and all these things. Once you realize the power, you know, the power of now is all power is in that present moment, then I really felt like that was a huge transition for me um, in just being aware of when I'm not present because I can quickly get back present because when you don't know that, if you don't know that you're not present, how can you get present? So I love everything you shared because I pulled a quote and you're going to love it. Are you ready? I am. As soon as you honor the present moment, all unhappiness and struggle dissolve and life begins to flow with joy and ease. When you act out the present Moment awareness, whatever you do, becomes imbued with a sense of quality, care, and love, even the most simple action. I I know that that's true. In fact, I was reading, Do I do further reading on him, like A New Earth is another book that's... It's awesome. It's so incredible. I love it. 
I'm on like my third time with it. But there was a someone asked him a question like, what, sh- what book should I read? What should I be studying? And he said, if you for the next year can learn to focus on your breath and just be present with your breath, that will get you farther and more like on your path to enlightenment than all these other books. And it's so true. Like this last year, whenever I catch myself like wandering, I always come back to my breath. And have you noticed I'm not like as aggressive on the road? Yeah. Because the thing about Eric is he's a very chill man, as you can tell. When he is driving, he is, like, terrifying. But have you noticed that I'm more calm on the road? Yeah, that's, you're that, doing and so that's, good. And, I mean, and that's being, that's me focusing on my breath and just, like, sitting in the present moment. And, and that has been awesome. I feel like you store all of your aggression and then save it for when you're driving. Yeah, that's probably true. And so I think it's really good that you've found a place to channel that. Another thing that really spoke to me... Um, that Eckhart Tolle talks about is this concept of the pain body. What the pain body is, it's essentially like, what would you say the pain body is? The pain body is like a subconscious, unknown collective agreement that we as humanity have like been hurt and we hold on to the hurt. And it's it's like this unconscious thing that we and have. we attach to it. Yeah, we oh we totally we attach, attach to, to that it. hurt. We attach to that pain, and and the concept of that, and then the concept of collective pain bodies. So like the African American culture has a collective pain body because of all of the, you know, the injustice and the the horrible things that have been done to them collectively, that they carry with them. He says that women have a collective pain body from like the the burden of childbirth and the rape and just really like all of the atrocities that have been committed towards women there's groups and it can be very hard for us families families can have families no one's no one's immune to the unconscious and another book i read this year called the body keeps the score about trauma it talks about how trauma trauma is almost contagious that is like the pain body. It's almost contagious. And then once you have it, it's hard not to attach to it and let it define you and become you. And so how do you overcome these pain bodies? How do you detach from them and not let them be who you are? Is a lot of what he talks about too. Yeah, yes. So if you can tell what Eric and I just opened up, if that was exciting to you, you should read this book. If that made you say- Actually, this is one that you should listen to. Well, definitely listen to it. And also- if that whole thing we just talked about made you say, what the, then just get, don't, don't go there yet. Like if you want a deep dive into mindfulness concepts and philosophy, I really wouldn't even qualify it as self-help. I would qualify this as philosophy more Then you should definitely read the power of now or listen to it. Cause his voice, some people can't, can't get past it they say so they like have to read the book oh i i can't get enough of it eric wants more so some bonus books if you're like i've read the power of now yeah 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 have you read gary zukov's seat of the soul that is another one in this vein that is just like boom boom mic drop after mic drop and then another one which is a lighter version in my opinion and we're going a little more Taoist here is The Tao of Pooh by Benjamin Hoff. Those are all really good books especially if you want to get into some philosophy. Well we couldn't get through books that changed my life without addressing the goddess queen her highness Brene Brown. Let's just give her a moment of silence for her greatness. (laughs) Give her a moment of silence for her work that she's brought to this earth. 
one time in my car, I recorded a video of me saying how much I loved Brene Brown, and I didn't post it because it looked like the seven-year-old crying about Justin Bieber. That's how much I love... I just love (laughs) Justin Bieber. Like, remember that YouTube video from so long ago? Who doesn't? So that's how I feel about Brene Brown. Man, you just can't go wrong with Brene Brown. So she's the author who I was talking about, who when I started reading Daring Greatly, her big, you know, her big, big book, I actually took the book, picked it up and threw it across the room. It made me so mad when she was talking about vulnerability. And I was like, I'm the most vulnerable person in the world. Don't tell me to be vulnerable. That wasn't your ego talking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Let's talk about my ego for a minute. And then when I, year and a half later, went back and read the book, I was like, this would have been so helpful if I could have just kept reading because I wasn't being vulnerable. I was pleasing and perfecting and performing. And I was just opening myself up and draining and trying to please other people. That wasn't good. And so Brene Brown has just changed my life and she's changed millions of people's lives with her work and research. She does research-based studies about vulnerability and shame. And one thing that has really changed my life that I talk about in my keynotes is the definition that Brene gives to shame. And it is that shame rises in us when we cannot put language around our experience. When we cannot express and put language to our experience, shame can start to build. When I feel myself having an experience, not to get in psychoanalyze myself, I try to put language to it. And and that language can be so freeing. And that's a big part of the work I do. I am giving you my language for my experiences in the hopes that it can help you feel a little more awesome than you did before. I love I love that so much. I, I read the book, her book, Braving the Wilderness this year. It really just opened my mind to the power of community and to the power of relationships, how we connect with other people. Recently, we lost my grandpa. She talks about the power of collective joy and collective sorrow. It really, you know, It seems really easy and like a no-brainer. You lose someone and you get your butt there and you get to the funeral, but it can be really hard. And it was Thanksgiving and I had just been down to San Diego. She talks about the power attending and showing up for people in times of sorrow. One of the ways that people say, I know that person is my friend. I know that person cares about me. So many people in, in research she did show up and say they were at my dad's funeral. They, they were there for me when my mom got sick. When we show up for each other in those collective times of sorrow, it's just as important and impactful as when we show up in collective times of joy, like dance parties or weddings or any sort of family gathering like the holidays. It's really been so helpful for me to just further be more of the person I want to be because I show up more. And that's been another focus of my year is I'm just trying to show up for people. So read Brene Brown if you haven't read Brene Brown. If you haven't read Daring Greatly, do it. If you haven't read Braving the Wilderness, if you haven't read Daring to Lead, they're just any single one of her books. If you haven't read Brene Brown, you're just missing out on amazing resources and language and tools. I have two more books. Are you okay? Great. You're doing good? Doing great. You guys doing good? Remember, let's all take a deep breath in and out. Let's come back to the present moment. I've shared a lot of books with you today. 
We're breezing through them, but remember, we're going to link to all of them on the AllisonShow.com uh, under my podcast section. We'll link to that in the show notes. How you find the show notes is just on your podcast app. Just extend those notes and there will be a link there. We'll link to all of the books on Amazon so they're easy to get or to the Audible free trial. The goal was, what do you need? Which one of these books sounds like the right pill to swallow right now? You can come back to this episode time and time again. I hope you share it with people. Don't try to digest it all right now and get so overwhelmed that you don't take action. Just pick one thing. Don't buy all the books. Let them sit there. Just do one. Yeah, do one at a time. Something to look forward to. Also, these are great gift ideas. Ooh, good job, Allison. So like if you know someone who's going through something like this, although I think that you should always give people books you've read, but I agree. that's just a belief. Also, P.S., by the way, I'm sharing books that I've completed. I'm not sharing any of the books I didn't finish reading. These are all books I've read at least once, if not multiple times. I wanted to throw one marketing book in there, just one business book. Seth? You knew it was going to be Seth. Who else? Oh, I love Seth Godin. Oh, I love Seth Godin. I want to wear his face on my chest. I just love him so much. Like emotional crying when listening to the beginning of his book because Seth and I believe the same things and the way that he states them in his wise, wise sageness. He's so smart. But it's basically this that good marketing changes the world. Good marketing changes the world. If you think of political campaigns, if you think of environmental campaigns, if you think of movements, the you know the women's suffragette movement, the the civil rights movement, those are marketing. That's marketing campaigns. The way that he talks about marketing and business is as a responsibility to improve the world and you should not be putting stuff out there that you don't believe is improving the world and you should not be talking about it in a way that isn't truly in the service of other people. And that's what I believe about business and that's what I believe about marketing. He also has like some really brass tax tactics and ideas and it's just the best book ever. It's just so inspirational. It's he's he's got all these studies and stories, and I I love his email that he sends out. You can get like daily little. He writes a daily just thought. Seth Godin is the best. So if you are one of my boss babes or you listen to our business therapy podcast, did you know we have a second podcast called Business Therapy where I coach people and give them business therapy? You should listen to it. It's free on iTunes uh, or any of the streaming services. You're going to love this book. Okay, the last one I know you're going to be into. Are you excited? You're doing such a good job, Eric. You're doing so good. It's the last one. Thanks. (laughs) And it is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Also, bonus book, (laughs) The Surrender Experiment. The Untethered Soul might be the one you just read out of all of these. If you haven't read The Untethered Soul, again... That's sad for you, but also <laughs> also exciting for you because you still have the opportunity to read it. Again, it's a short read. I know. A lot of these books aren't that long. I just I, I just feel so strongly about this that like, like if life you could, if, could be so much better if you if just you, would read this book. If you can binge watch something on Netflix, you could get you could get three or four books in like a short season. And of we're TV. not trying to shame you. We're not trying to guilt you. Uh Yeah, there's binging over here, for sure. No, no, no. Yeah, we love... Are you kidding? I just watched all of Gilmore Girls, and by the end of it, I don't even like the Gilmore Girls. I don't know what to tell you. We can talk about it later. She immediately started up Glee. There's a G theme going on here. (laughs) 
I just need light, mindless things in my life right now because I'm reading all these heavy books. And so <laughs> freaking this, this is my biggest takeaway from Michael Singer. You can accomplish a great deal with ease and surrender and lightness on this earth. And if you need to learn that, if you need to relearn it, if you need an example of it, if you need it shown to you, then what I suggest is you first read The Surrender Experiment, which is more of a autobiography where he shares this experiment in surrendering throughout his life. And then you read The Untethered Soul. Because the untethered soul is more of that philosophy, self-help, like principle-based book. But if you further understand the, the life scenario and the circumstances and all of the parameters around the writing of the untethered soul, that's the part that impacted me the most. So he's built this billion-dollar business. He's done all of these things through surrendering and being centered and being aligned. And that really speaks to somebody like me. Let me throw a different perspective. Good, I, re- good. I read it backwards. I did Untethered Soul first and then Surrender Experiment, which was awesome. Um, it's kind of like reading from the end. But I, I would say if you need to have one of, if you're not going to do both, I think the Untethered Soul is more important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was just the combination of the two was so powerful for totally, me. Totally, I totally agree. It's hard for me not to try to force my experience on you, but you're entitled to your own experience. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Eric and everyone listening. I'm just so excited for you guys. I hope there was at least one book on here that you haven't read. Ah, and I just have one little quote, one little quote on from my Untethered Soul daily tearaway calendar that I have that I love. It's about letting go. It says, there's nothing wrong with being peaceful and centered as long as you are releasing the energy, not suppressing it. It is always better to let go rather than to close. So often, especially in times of stress, in times of sad emotion, negative emotion, we want to focus on letting go, getting past the feelings, not sitting in the feelings, whatever, okay? But This gave language to the idea that I think is so key, and it is we want to release the energy, which I think visualize the energy moving through you, and maybe that energy is going to move through you slowly. Maybe that sadness, that anxiety, that depression is going to move through you slowly. It's not getting stuck in you. It's not getting stuck in you. It's moving through you so that you can release it. What we all tend to do is suppress it. We lock it up and shove it down. Yeah, we lock it up and shove it down, and then it becomes fibromyalgia. It becomes um, ulcers. Ulcers are crazy because they're literally the power of your brain creating a physical manifestation of your stress. It becomes tight shoulders, tight hips. Uh, again, I'm not saying, you know, you think yourself into these these horrible physical ailments, but also we do add to it and contribute to it. And so let that be our parting thought. Um, Let this release and pass through you what other shame or stories you have about reading or any of these books or just anything. And let's focus on releasing it rather than suppressing it. These are books that have changed my life and I cannot wait 
for these books to change your life. I am so excited for you. And I know that if you act on whatever good feeling you had during this episode, that your life is going to be better. Not because I'm making it better or because Eric's making it better, but because when we act on our good feelings, when we take that next good step, our lives become more of what we want them to be and we are better able to accept the experiences and circumstances around us, which leads to greater happiness. So be sure to head to my blog to get a list of these books. Um, It will be in the show notes. And then please, 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 if you're reading or listening to one of these books, tag me, The Allison Show, Allison with one L, and tell me what you're loving. Sharing is caring. Share these books with people you love. Share with me that you're reading them. It will make me so excited. And you know there's going to be a part two in a little while where I share even more books than I love as I continue to read and grow. And that's my challenge to you is throw some more books, throw some more goodness in your life. And Eric, do you have a review for us, dearest? I do. This is from The Light Fits. They say, Hi, Allison and Eric, too. I've been catching up on episodes from the last month or so and popped the next one on to listen to while I was in the shower. Little did I know that it was going to be a replay of the gratitude practice for loving your body. I stepped into the shower two days after Thanksgiving, feeling unhappy with my body in general. A little extra puffy and jiggly than I'd like to be after loads of Thanksgiving food. Oh my gosh, I was having such a hard time not diving into a shame spiral after Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, (laughs) yeah, Thanksgiving food, lots of leftovers, and a few months of not being able to move my body and exercise it the way I'd like to due to an illness and busyness of life. Not to get too personal, but... But there alone in the shower, forced not to be able to ignore my body, I slowly went from being unhappy and annoyed with it to smiling ear to ear and loving every inch of it. It's been good to me in a thousand ways, and I should celebrate that. I even stayed in the shower a little longer than the norm to finish listening to the gratitude practice and get myself into the right mindset. Happy to report, I stepped out of the shower with a whole new mindset, and I feel awesome. My body is power, and I will give it the love and credit it deserves. Only my body can be my body, and it is already as awesome as it needs to be. Thanks, Allison and Eric, for delivering the goods and adding that little something to my week that I didn't even know I needed. You rock. Keep it up, you awesome humans. You. Thank you so much. So she is referring to episode 103, where um, I lead you guys through a gratitude practice for loving your body. I love her detailed story because I know we can all relate to it, especially during the holiday season where we're just, you know, presented with a a smorgasbord of treats and food and situations where um, it's hard not then to walk away and be like, why did I eat all the things? Which is a different story for a different day, but... I love how she used the gratitude practice to bring her back to all of the amazing things that her body did do. And so thank you for sharing that so much. We're going to send you some goodies. Um, Email awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. And gosh, your example is just so great because I'm going to use the gratitude practice. Why didn't I think to use it when I was starting to be like, all I've been doing is eating, right? And focusing on how I want to fuel my body and honestly, those those thoughts and stories don't serve us when we sit around trying to like 
freaking berate ourselves for enjoying the delicious food that is around us that we're so lucky to be able to just taste and have. You guys, you're doing such a good job. This is so great. I love you. I love the podcast. I love my husband. I love my body. And I love books. And I cannot wait for you to get into your books. And I want to remind you that only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. What are you going to take us out on, baby? I need some help from our listeners. <gasps> oh, oh, ooh. Today, a brand new New Shack single just dropped. Oh, New Shack is great. So if you don't like New Shack, just, you know, whatever. Tell them what New Shack is. Maybe new, they don't new know. New Shack is my band. It's I make all the beats. And then my partner, Kat, she lives in LA. She does all the vocals. She's so cool. Yeah, she's... she's- very attractive and that doesn't matter except that she's just very fun she's rad she's an amazing performer we've we've been to, we've been in a band since like 2014 we've released like three or four albums but we haven't done one in a while so our new ep drops on the 19th but today is a brand new single called so soda if you feel so inclined please look it up on itunes if you like it please share it we want to like beat the algorithm so they look it up on itunes can they look it up on spotify or yeah spotify yeah wherever you wherever you like to listen to and music what's it called again it's called So Soda. It's it's the song. So, like S-O and then soda? Yeah, it's one word. So Soda. So Soda. So Soda. Oh, I like that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, you're Kat fun. came up with it. She does all the concept. I didn't. I do the beats. She does all the concept. Can I, just, can I just say that Eric was making music and I was like, babe, you need a super hot front woman because you just like being behind the scenes and you need like some hot young thing to like make your band pop. And then lo and behold, Kat came into your life. I, th- I think you manifested that one. <laughs> I really did. And you are welcome because she's fantastic. No, she's the best. So check out this song. It's called So Soda. That's also the name of the EP. If you like this, please share it. Help me beat the algorithm. Help us like get it out there because it means so much to me. If you find value in this, I want you to help me out. Thank oh, you. Oh, I love this for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came to claim a soda for the last time. Last time.